Look out. Surging up from the depths of the sea. Horrifying, mysterious creatures whose attack on people sends the whole countryside on an endless search. Unless something is done, and done quickly. Is this the end of our civilization? You'll pioneer with us the perilous descent into the unknown. What does that mean? What are you even talking about? A deep, penetrating dive. In the last calm and reflective moment, before the monsters came, humanoids from the deep dive welcome to the podcast humanoids from the deep dive where we dig deep into the meanings and context of your favorite monsters and monster movies each episode will see guest co-hosts and myself give our take on an important movie monster and film and what we think it means using everything from history and philosophy to films and folklore Thank you all for joining us. We've been on a bit of a hiatus. This is the official start to our season two. And we have the um, the honor and the privilege of kicking it off with one of our mutual favorite festivals, the Fantasia International Film Festival. We covered it before and individually have covered it as well. There's just such a great collection of all sorts of different genre outings be it sci-fi horror fantasy this year the festival uh, began on the 20th and it runs through august 9th in uh, montreal so you know if you have a chance to to check it out great even if you can't there are always every year's many many titles that you should keep an eye on that will be coming up that will be winning awards that will be hopefully accessible outside of Canada. And, you know, as we did the last time we had the the privilege of covering Fantasia, we're going to um, kind of do a, a bit of a curtain raiser, even though it started on the 20th and let you all know festival offerings that we either loved or are looking forward to or that you should keep an eye on. And we'll periodically be dropping review episodes throughout the festival's duration. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Ewing. I am a critic and reviewer and screenwriter and podcast host and uh, for, for sites across the internet. And if it's genre film and if it's monsters, I'm obsessed with it. Today, we are joined by my illustrious co-hosts, uh, Mike Vaughn and Andre Couture. Uh, you fine folks, please say hello to the people. Hello, people. Hello, everyone. It's uh, been too long since I've heard your voice. I heard your sultry, buttery voice. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do our best to change that. As as I mentioned before, this is the kind of kickoff to a whole new season of Human with Deep Dive. And hopefully there won't be as much time in between seasons because we miss you and we miss the monsters and the monsters miss you. That's why they're under your bed. So... (laughs) um i i think i'll kick things off with uh lovely dark and deep it's one that i'm really looking forward to i didn't get to catch it today and i'm hoping to change it really soon uh it's from director Teresa sutherland and you'll recognize the robert frost poem uh that the titles from uh, the film stars Georgina Campbell, who you'll recognize if you've seen Barbarian, and if you haven't seen Barbarian, uh, you should. Uh, This is going to be a brief one, so maybe don't pause the episode, but you can. I wouldn't hold against you. It's fantastic. It's really fun. (laughs) She's wonderful in it. So she she plays uh, Lennon, who becomes a a park ranger at this uh, in the 
kind of middle of nowhere. And uh, I mean, it's uh, it's a genre film, so things aren't exactly what they seem. And there's a, a mystery she has to get to the bottom of. It's um, it's got some cosmic horror flavors, and she's wonderful and super charismatic, a wonderful screen presence. So I'm really it's cosmic horror. Anyone that has listened to the show knows that if it's cosmic horror, I automatically love it and have signed up for it. So it's definitely one that. Uh, as, as I said, it premiered today. It's definitely one that I, I think you should keep an eye on and that I am very much looking forward to at the best. I see um, Molly C. Quinn is also an executive producer and she was uh, she starred in um, Mickey Reese's Agnes, which premiered Ooh. at Fantasia, I think, a, a year or two ago. I can't remember exactly how many years, but in a past Fantasia. Yeah, that was a good one. I really liked Agnes. Ooh, and I got to talk to Mickey Reese. He was really nice. Um, <laughs> so lucky. I, I asked him to talk, and uh, I, I don't think he responded, which sucks. But I was living vicariously through you on that interview, Mike. Yeah, I, I felt your energy. It was it was good. It, it carried on into the interview. So that was uh, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think... Um... Uh, Mickey Reese, it'd be, it'd be lovely to get on the show um, at some point because uh, I mean, I really liked Climate of the Hunter, but Agnes was uh, it definitely felt like a Reese film, but I just uh, I really love the directions that it took and it was very surprising. So I'm glad that you mentioned that Molly uh, Quinn is is uh, attached to this one. I'm really it's definitely mm-hmm. one I can't wait for. Yeah, it, it made my eyebrows raise. So like, I, I don't know how much of uh, like an active role an executive producer really has uh, but I, I mean like her name's attached to the project so that's that's another person that we like yeah absolutely um andre do you want to go with your first pick yeah um this is this is a movie that's not getting its premiere here at fantasia but uh it's still a film that's making the rounds and everyone's kind of on and off talking about at least in the critic circles and um, Twitter areas, uh, Twitter adjacent areas of the internet, which is where we are now. Um, and that's uh, Laura Moss's birth slash rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, next to nothing about this other than that. It, it, there's some kind of uh, dead bodies that get reanimated, uh, but a morgue technician who is like ha- is in a relationship with a single mother mm-hmm. and there's a little girl in it somehow uh and all of those elements um is enough to make me uh, already like want to put it on my uh must see as soon as possible list especially now um for a film festival where i can just you know send an email and watch the movie probably within the same day. So um, mm-hmm. I, I don't recognize any any of the cast members. Um, I had I don't think I've ever seen a film from Laura Moss, but looking at her filmography, um, I think she's only done like one or two other features. And mm-hmm. she uh, she did something for this anthology movie called The Ice Slicer Halloween Special, uh, which is interesting title and probably worth checking out um at some point later yeah especially if i 
end up enjoying birth, rebirth, uh, which is what I'm hoping for. Um, in any case, it looks like it will be a, a fun, gory time, maybe like a more realistic version of reanimator, but with uh, children, which oh, I love we it. seem to like here. So uh, I'm all for it. I, I will say I'm familiar with the lead actress, Marin Ireland. She is really talented. And basically, if she's in something, it's probably something that I'd like. Because she uh, was really good in The Empty Man and amazing in The Dark and the Wicked, which is a personal yeah. favorite of mine. It's extremely yeah, bleak. Really good. It's, um, thank you. You, you want to say something about it? No, no, sorry. I just uh, just gonna concur. Like that's a uh, that's a pretty great underrated movie. It is. Okay. It's. Uh, I believe it's still on Shutter. Don't hate me if I'm wrong. I had seen The Empty Man, but my my consensus on that is it just doesn't jive with everyone else's. Everyone seems to love it. I I'm glad okay. people like it. It's not. Maybe it just does, doesn't vibe for me. But yeah, sure. I mean, I think it sucks <laughs> that people who really really love it can't you know get it on blu-ray or dvd even but yeah. uh, that's that's a different argument not really connected with uh the actual merits of the movie but um yeah i just don't remember very much so i did not uh connect that Marin ireland was also in that and yeah, the other one i have sure seen. well I, I feel like you should check that out too folks at home you should check out the dark and the wicked it's um exceedingly bleak very stylish simple tight scary i'll be the odd person out and i do like the empty man but i would like it on physical media currently the only way that uh you can watch it is if you find like an empty topo chico bottle and um it'll whisper the movie to you that's the only way you can get it Uh, (laughs) seriously release Empty Man, and then we can have an Empty Man episode and I'll argue over whether or not it's good. And I'll be the one stalwart. Um, but yeah, she's really great. So I'm I'm sure um, Birth Rebirth is going to be killer. Uh, thank you so much, Andre. That's a, that's a stellar choice. Uh, Mike, uh, would you like to, to venture your first? Sure. So... Um... My um, first pick is one that I, I think we're all really excited for, uh, and that's where The Devil Roams. Um, that is, of course, um, the new, um, I guess, uh, Adam's Family movie. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. It's weird saying it because, you know, it's like I think of, like, Adam's Family, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it, yeah. for people who don't know, they're like this adorable family, um, John Adams, Zelda Adams, and um, Toby Poser, and they like just make movies uh, as a family together. And um, their last one um, was fucking stellar. Um, mm-hmm. And um, Hellbender, which, um, you know, we've covered... Um, if you haven't seen it, holy shit, it's amazing. Um, also, I didn't realize this, but um, the dad, John Adams, who, oh my God, he can get it, uh, was a, actually a former mm-hmm. model, male model. So yeah, that's right. Um, and I talked to all three of them. They're very lovely. They are really incredible. Um, to show you just kind of how like awesome they are, they actually took the time to read my review of hellbender before um 
before my interview with them. And it was really nice. They were like, oh, you know, I love how you compared it to like some of these like 70s Euro horror movies. Like that's the kind of vibe we were going for, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I am really, really excited for this. Like I really haven't like seen a lot of like press material just because like I wanted to go in super fresh. I know the basic plot. Um, it's basically about a family of murderous sideshow performers as a trap as they travel around the world in this like messed up sort of carnival. So like that right there, like I I'm, I'm down for that. I'm excited. Um, I just think it's so cool that this family like makes movies. They make really rad movies and like, I kind of want them to adopt me and <laughs> it actually sort of makes me upset that my family's not that cool. So <laughs> Just gonna uh, have the work. one time where, where I, I think you would be stoked to be a poser, Mike. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> right, a joke. Uh, because um, yeah, you know, uh, Toby Poser is the one of the three writer uh, directors and actors. But also, don't forget, there's a fourth Adams technically, if you're counting Poser as an Adams, uh, Lulu Adams, who stars yeah. in the film, but yeah. doesn't like write or direct. I mean, yeah. frankly, I'd like to be Mrs. Adams in this scenario, but yeah, <laughs> like I'm, that's all good. But uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, no, I'm just excited. Like they're so mega talented. Um, I love that like Fantasia has like embraced them. And it was funny when I was interviewing them um, during the um, uh, last time they were um, doing their movie in, in 2021, like, uh, just had nothing but great things to say about the other movies that were playing. Um, yeah, just really awesome, like all around uh, great people. So I'm really excited uh, to see what kind of crazy shenanigans um, is in store. You know what? Uh, I'm really glad that you brought that one up, too, because uh, their work is so uh, I mean, it's smart, but it also has such a strong atmosphere mm -hmm. that i i really can't wait for this one i think it's going to be stylish and cool and creepy um definitely one that i want to pay attention to yeah like they have a really interesting point of view and like they're like one of the few filmmakers that i've talked to that like really respond to like criticism and feedback and uh, at least for myself and I'm sure for y'all too, when, when you um, like critique film, like it's not like we love tearing this shit down. Like I, I try to make my, my stuff like constructive. I mean, if you're really like open to it, you can kind of like see where, you know, maybe your next film could be a little bit better. Like, not that I know, you know, like everything, but, it's it's like when i talked to them they were like yeah you know like with our last movie there was like people criticizing this or this or this and you know we kind of took that and learned from it so i fucking love that they just seem sweet and genuine and super talented so yeah that's awesome and um i think i saw that and and please correct me if i'm wrong but like toby poser just was like in like a pretty big magazine shoot or something like yeah, I think I remember something like that. 
I don't know what magazine though. Yeah, I'm blanking on that, but like, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Like, I just think like it's so so awesome. Just like I, I am happy that they're still making movies. Hellbender was like one of my fucking favorite movies of that year. So I'm yeah, I'm beyond excited. This is gonna be great. We'll have to get him on the show. I will try real hard. Um, uh, thank you for that. That's a great choice. Uh, I there's so many really good ones that I'm so looking forward to that it's uh. It's very difficult for me to choose, but I'm going to go with the primevals because it's animation and we love animation at the show. You have so many iconic animators, Phil Tippett, you have Harryhausen, you have uh, everything from Pinocchio to, you know, all, all sorts of different features. And David Allen worked in the howling he worked in flash gordon he worked in all sorts of things honey i shrunk the kids which i loved as a kid with the giant ants uh well giant relative to the protagonists uh ants but he did <laughs> yeah, this they were technically miniatures they were technically miniatures um but also technically giant ants if you think about it yeah it was kind of like them giants, small yeah them is small <laughs> um but okay, so uh, but David Allen had started to work on this move, this film, The Primevals, but he passed away in '99, and it was just kind of lingering unfinished, which um, is tragic or would have been. But then his longtime producer brought together some folks to complete the project, and we finally get to see it. It falls a, a doctor that leads this mission to hunt the Yeti, and there's primitive, you know, humanoids. There's, uh, you know, certainly a Yeti. There's beasts. It's stop motion. Uh, you know, throwback to to Tippet and Harryhausen. If you like Clash of the Titans, if you like Mad God, if you like anything in that vein, if you love Del Toro's Pinocchio, it's gonna be a fun time. I love it. Looking forward to it. So I, I would check that out definitely one to keep on your radar outside the fest as well i'd even say if you have if the only stop motion you've ever seen is rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and you like the yeti in that you might like this one too absolutely or, or it might be for you absolutely or or elf for that matter <laughs> uh, just uh, that one little part of elf just that one What's really really brief thing it? sorry about your dad uh <laughs> <laughs> for some reason that really stuck with me last time i watched it you know that was forever ago uh, um so uh welfare i'll come to the show let's talk monsters um uh okay uh, andre would you like to go with your second pick yeah um so this is another um uh, well obviously it's another horror movie surprise um it's Something that popped out to me when I was looking through the the offerings this year, and um, this is a werewolf movie, uh, but it's not the bigger werewolf movie that's headlining. It is um, called My Animal, uh, and it's directed by uh, Jacqueline Castell, um, who I think has only really done... No, this is her feature-length debut. Uh, just a, sh a couple of shorts, uh, who also... Um, had something in the ice slicer Halloween special. So uh, I got a theme going here. Um, two filmmakers who have <laughs> submitted shorts to the ice slicer Halloween special 
from 2018. Anyway, um, this is a werewolf film about a um, a goalie who's on an all-male hockey team, uh, which is interesting. She um, is the inheritor of the uh, curse of lycanthropy passed on by her father. Um, so every full moon she gets like chained to her bed um, for the reasons that all werewolves, you know, own chains mm. and cuffs and everything. Um, at the very least, it gets used once a month. Uh, <laughs> she develops a crush on this girl, Johnny, who uh, is played by Amanda Stenberg. Have you ever seen Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Mm -hmm. uh, she's in that. She's in The Hate You Give. Um, and she is she plays a figure skater dealing with like a really nasty relationship. Uh, and her her dad is trying to like exploit her for her talent um, just to get to like this uh the height of fame and fortune. Um, but she uh well Heather the the main character is trying to. I don't know, get to talk to her and um, develop this relationship with her, but also trying to balance the fact that she is a werewolf. And um, that's about as much as I know, other than the uh, the whole conceit of the film. But it's, it's something that uh, we need more of in this world, and that mm -hmm. is uh, gay werewolf movies. Uh, I know, let's see, the yes. Ginger Snap series is the only ones I can think of that has happened within this millennium uh yeah i think so i mean unless there's some like small studio ones that are tangentially gay i don't know uh but th this one popped out to me for sure and uh i'm super looking forward to this yeah i'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that one because i mean werewolf anything sign me up um and it's also such a ripe metaphor that i'm with you like we need to start using it for diverse voices more and uh hopefully there's a great transformation i'm sure there is yeah and now i know uh like when the sun goes down and when you start feeling a little hungry it's uh it is quite a transformation that you go through and i'm not talking about being a werewolf so <laughs> <laughs> the the uh the compare contrast is going to be a little different for me this time around uh, because, um, let's see, since the last like Pride special and everything, I've recently come out and it's um, it's a very different world, but it's the, it's been the same world for me. It's just, you know, choosing to look at it through uh, the lens that I'm accepting now. So, um, yeah, just, just really looking forward to the movie and seeing how, how I uh, read it this time around. Thank you so much, uh, Andre. I'm, I'm so uh, happy to have you on the show and happy to be able to update the folks at home. And that's stellar. Mike, do you have a, a final recommendation? Yeah, so this one is a new normal. And again, this was something that um, like looks really interesting. And I really love um, anthologies. From what I like gathered that it's it's a horror anthology but it kind of has like very modern gen z millennial 
kind of vibe to it. So it looks really awesome. So, I mean, the other kind of appeal, I think, to me is also, you know, we have this, like, context of Seoul and how, like, things are really chaotic there right now. And, you know, this seems to deal with everyday fears and, and stuff going on. But then I think that kind of blends in with the more fantastical. So all that stuff kind of checks off a lot of boxes. I, I love stuff that feels not only very relevant, but also from like a different cultural lens. So I think as soon as I, I read the premise of this, I was really intrigued. Again, I'm a total slut for horror anthologies. <laughs> um, yes. And again, you know, now, you know, when you have one that just sort of puts you in a different cultural sort of uh, viewpoint, I always try to like push myself to watch things that are from other countries and other cultures and other um, sensibilities so yeah, like all of that stuff, give it to me. I want it. Uh, yeah. Have you all heard much much about this this one? Just that it was an anthology film and it being uh, South Korean. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, and I'm also getting kind of vibes of like some black comedy, which I love. I like like a really good sort of dark humor, which I think is is a good way to contextualize a lot of really weird scary stuff going on currently so i think genre cinema has always been really excellent with like how process stuff like that so yeah all of that looks really interesting and i'm i'm ready for it i mean i just i fantasia fest is just my favorite fest of all of like i don't cover a lot of festivals but ones that i do like this to me is like top tier everything Mm -hmm. i know like i've never had a a string of really bad fantasia movies they all are really excellent and they do like an awesome job of just highlighting a lot of diverse and different voices absolutely i mean we're all genre heads i love sci-fi i love horror i love fantasy they always do such a, and, and I love like like you both. I love international cinema so much, and they they always do such a good job of programming a wide array of genres, and then also really centering international voices. And that's something that has always been important to me as a as a critic and a journalist and whatever. Uh, I think that really exciting stuff is happening all over the world in, in horror cinema and in genre work. And they do such a good job of programming it. I also love a good anthology. I'm a sucker for a good anthology. I think that genre fests, uh, whether it's this, whether it's fantastic fest, uh, you always have to have at least one good anthology. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to check this one out. Um, yeah, ab- uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's just, um, you know, it, it, I wanted to kind of bring up the thing about Fantasia because I feel like this highlights kind of everything I love about this festival. Like it's genre based, of course, but then you've got like some really interesting different perspectives. Uh, we were just talking about gay werewolves and that's <laughs> awesome. Like give me more of that. Yes. Like, or the fact that like this cool um, family can make these little indie films that are really fucking rad. Like mm-hmm. it's such an, it levels the playing field of like what can be, you know, represented in, in this vast, you know, medium cinema. Thank you for Absolutely. coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it, it's so cool that as a, as a fest, like you'll get things that are extremely polished. Uh, you'll get things that are really experimental. You'll get uh, 
Like, you know, we can talk about Shin Kamen Rider and uh, stop motion animation and werewolf movies and possession horror and weird slashers all in the same episode, hypothetically. <laughs> no promises. That's exactly how it'll pan out. There's even a couple just straight up romantic comedies at um, fan, uh, at Fantasia Fest this year. Um, mm-hmm. I think the majority of them coming from South Korea, but um, I mean, doesn't really have a place on humanoids from the deep dive. But if one of us happens to have seen it, like I can just like drop a quick wreck because you know, um, not all well. If you're a horror fan, it doesn't mean like you watch only horror and nothing else, because uh, mm-hmm. we're definitely not like that here. Right. Right. I mean, I, I love just about every genre. I know both of you do as well. We just happen to also love the creepy crawlies that, you know, live in your closet and under your bed and that, you know, every sure. Christmas try and put you in a sack. <laughs> Grandpa yeah. shout out. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, thank you both so much for your recommendations and for the folks at home. Uh, I would recommend you checking out what you can and check out the Fantasia site because they're they're. I mean, honestly, this could have been a two hour episode of us just naming stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, go yeah. see Manhole. Go see uh, Late Night with the Devil. Uh, David Dalmakian is yeah. a beast. He's I keep saying um, people to look at my Manhole, but. Um... <laughs> Well, they made it easier. It's called hashtag manhole. So, like, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's where you can swoop in there, Mike. Swoop in there, get all like my manhole. Swoop in the manhole. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but like (laughs) on on my quick recommendations thing, uh, something that like I'm super bummed that we can't cover uh, remotely and will only be in person is um, this is Vinegar Syndrome's first production, like first like film Mm. production from Mm -hmm. the ground up. Uh, and this is with Austin Jennings directing, who you might know from directing The Last Drive-In and his mm-hmm. production company. Uh, it's it's a movie called Eight Eyes. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a it's shot, shot on 16 millimeter uh, in Serbia about like a couple who is like trying to reconcile their relationship. that's not going very well. They think like a destination trip will do the trick. Uh, it's a horror movie, so um, that should tell you that it's not. Uh, so from there, it looks very much like um, maybe like some kind of redux in the vein of like Hostel, but not with um, college kids trying to party and get laid. Mm. Um, so that being said, it, it looks really interesting. I'm super bummed we can't see it. Uh, as of right now but it being a vinegar syndrome production uh it's guaranteed at this point to have distribution through them or some mm-hmm. kind of a partner label so at the very least uh if you can't go see it at fantasia fest it'll be on blu-ray 4k or something like that uh, pretty soon i'm really looking forward to that That's one awesome. um i mean we're we're huge fans of vinegar syndrome so um because we mm-hmm. are bastions of taste and there's no reason not to be. And that is literally a show stance. <laughs> yes. I actually just got this and have been enjoying the hell out of it. We're talking about vinegar. Uh, yes. Yeah. It is. Mwah. I haven't finished it yet. Like uh, I watched, uh, I started watching last night and like crashed 
because I knew I was going to have an early morning, but like, it's so good. Like, um, Dre, were you recommending that to me or you heard good things? Yes. Yeah. Um, but for listeners who didn't see what, what yeah. Mike just uh, showed, <laughs> yeah. it was the, uh, the vinegar syndrome copy of, uh, the collar, the, yeah. the empire films movie with Malcolm McDowell and, uh, actress whose name I forget. Um, I can't say anything about it because if Madeline you don't, Smith. if you haven't seen it, um, will absolutely ruin the experience. Um, was that your first time, Mike? Yeah. So yeah, I'm like okay. an hour in. I'm loving this sort of cat and mouse situation, and I know this isn't. Um, I know this isn't vinegar syndrome, but like in honor of you being on here, Dre. Yeah, that's um, knife feeder. <laughs> knife feeder is my favorite little piece of um bay area film history uh oh, it's great <laughs> anyway uh both things that if fantasia fest was around uh they would premiere there or yeah. they would at least play there um maybe i don't know about night feeder but uh <laughs> uh well i have to say uh i'll, I'll just give one quick vinegar syndrome shout out um they have a sweet Vinegar Syndrome archive release that you can get now for just 30 bucks. Santo versus Dr. Death. I confirmed that. Mm. It was not out of print. Nice. Check it out. I really, really love all the... Uh, this is from, uh, if I remember, I'm, I'm going to double check, 73. Um, and I really love all those uh, luchador genre ones where they're just... Uh, I don't know. Just check it out. It's from 1973. Um, any of the Luchador films, uh, they're always like weird genre hybrids and super creative and very charismatic. And um, yeah, check it out. It's a good release. It's one that I really like. So um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, folks, um, thank you so much for, for spending some time with us to chat Fantasia. You'll hear a lot more from us both about the fest as we will proceed to to bring you some reviews of things that you should keep an eye on now and uh, in perpetuity and additionally we're going to be back with some more episodes pretty soon we've been uh recording some we have some really solid beautiful ones in the tank we got zombies we have some filmmaker interviews we have so much stuff on our agenda and we're bringing it to you in the comfort of your own wherever you're listening from be it a car, a house, uh, a weird monstrous cave, the vastness of the void. <laughs> Sorry, say again. Oh, or a coffin, because uh, that's that's something I think is a little underrated. If uh, we can get speakers in coffins, so that uh, when we're dead, we can finally catch up with those uh, podcast playlists. Yeah, honestly, I love it. They need to make more. <laughs> More like really top tier Wi-Fi, like or even wired coffins, so that like yeah, like a, sure a Sonos nice... coffin with just like Bluetooth speakers, and you can loved exactly. ones can just like throw in your favorite song there and just vibe with you for for a Honestly, moment. It's the afterlife, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. post existence. <laughs> like you don't deserve lag; you deserve the very best. So. Uh, straight into your very home for only five easy payments of forty nine ninety five. You can get the humanoids from the D5. By the way. We're going to start hawking um, weird afterlife and monster technologies very soon. 
<laughs> now coming to your own uh, catacombs. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, uh, Andre and Mike, it's so nice to be um, recording these episodes with you again. And uh, thank you both for for stopping by, chatting some Fantasia. Um, Andre, would you like to inform the people how they can find you? Yeah, uh, so it's complicated nowadays. Um, I, I'm always on Letterboxd. That has not changed. Uh, at Hamburger Harry, um, uh, you can find me there. I, I, I mean, it's not like a social social media thing, but if you want to see what I'm watching on a daily basis, uh, read like little blurbs and stuff that I do. Uh, feel free to go there. Um, I also write reviews on medium.com under the name celluloid consomme that's celluloid consomme dot medium.com and uh geek fives nation and as of this moment um i am covering the japan cuts 2023 film festival at the same time we're doing fantasia so um you can see written coverage for that for japan cuts uh on geek fives nation um i am partially on twitter now um same as same handle as it's always been uh demoni disco and uh, i'm also on blue sky um and my handle there is what i wanted it to be from the beginning which is demon disc that's d-e-m-o-n-d-i-s-k uh i'm also on instagram but i never use it so don't bother um <laughs> and yeah that, that's it i mean i not terminally online, but like whatever is the uh, the slider one notch behind that is is how online I typically am. Uh, thank you so much. That's perfect. And we'll um, you know, folks at home, you'll as you listen through the the you know our our releases over the next season, I'm sure our answers to where you can find us outside the show will change a little bit because social media is doing what everything else is and that's burning itself to the ground (laughs) (laughs) but we'll do our best to stay active and the show is not going anywhere you can still find us on every major pod uh, podcast platform spotify your apple music anything elon musk has not purchased and through incompetence (laughs) destroyed (laughs) so uh thank you so much andre uh mike uh yeah, so you uh so like like everybody else, I'm like tentatively still on Twitter at Strange Cinema sixty five. Um, you can still find my book, uh, The Ultimate Guide to Strange Cinema, on Amazon. Um, I also write uh for Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, I have a weekly show, uh, The Video Attic, which I review home video uh, releases. Dre is our wonderful editor on that. Uh, does an amazing job. Makes us look competent. <laughs> makes you look confident so um yeah um and uh i mean I, yeah i am on letterbox um which is um kubrick six double five three two one if you are also curious of what i'm watching and yeah that's about it love it thank you so much um folks home, of course i would uh, encourage you to to follow them and and what they are up to uh for the time being, you can still find me on Twitter at Real Jeff Ewing. Uh, same as before, you can find me here. Uh, I'm trying out Blue Sky and I like it, but I'll I'll 
rip that. And it's real Jeff Ewing, blue sky social, you know, the way their names are formatted. Um, you will be able to find me. Just search for Jeff Ewing. There I'll be. And uh, and as for, for what I'm up to beyond the show, I'm just freelance for all sorts of places as usual. And um, I'll be promoting that wherever isn't currently on fire on socials. <laughs> uh, not as much on fire. Not as much on fire. There's some hot coals. It's okay to put down a blanket. Just some embers, it's... but you know. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> we love you. We love monsters. And we look forward to another season of exploring them with you. Um, check out Fantasia. It's a goodie. And thanks for stopping by. Bye. Bye. Once more, I'd like to extend a special thanks to our guests this episode and to all of you out there listening. From the dawn of record human civilization, we've been fascinated by monsters and the monstrous. They've inhabited our dreams and nightmares. They've been our protectors and our villains. They've symbolized our fears and vices, our hopes and potential. Fears of creatures and the night that nourishes them were key inspirations and fuel for the rise of human civilization. The need to get out of the shadows, behind the walls, and into the light. In many ways, understanding our monsters is an important part of understanding our world and ourselves. So thank you for taking this journey with us, we humanoids from the deep dive. (laughs) 